Take your Bibles, lift it up and say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Uh. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will continue to speak to us and we are not just shifting gears from uh, time of just worship, from the time of word. It's all you, Father. You speak to us. It's not about us. It's not about there is a season for everything. Nothing like being traditional and religious. But Father, I pray that your spirit will continue to move in and through us. Even as we know your word, the word will set us free, Father. We thank you. And all God's people say, Amen. So we are actually in the middle of a five-week series called Kingdom Prayer. So for those who have never listened to the last two series, it's on iClouds, uh, I mean on iTunes, Charles Daniel Papa's House podcast, you can download, or in SoundCloud also. Amen. If you are sitting next to your family, hold their hand. Okay, hold their hand. You just say this after me. I love you not because you're perfect. I love you because you are imperfect like me. (laughs) So this part, okay, are you ready? We are on the third stanza of the prayer. It says, give me this day my daily bread. And the message version says, we acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. Wow. We acknowledge. What is acknowledge? That means we understand and realize everything in life what we have is from you. Who is teaching this prayer? Jesus. To whom he is teaching? This is a very closed network. It's not like he made a public declaration. He made this very private prayer, you know. And then immediately when we talk about bread, we say, oh, okay, he's going to now nail about tithing and he's going to talk about finances. He already showed how much he's receiving last month. So I'm going to, that's crap. I'm not going to share about that. Because, write it down, in the kingdom, people don't just talk about prosperity. Outside the kingdom, only people talk about prosperity, health, healing, all those nonsense. But if you are inside the kingdom, it is your divine right. My wife carries a passport called Spanish passport. All my kids have Spanish passports. I have only two. Okay, <laughs> So all my kids have Spanish passport and they are entitled to travel to 183 countries without visa. They are titled, not because they are, okay, she's from the most richest part of Spain, Catalonia. No, 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 no. It's not because she is qualified, she's a master's degree in nursing. No, 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 nothing. It's just because she is a citizen of the kingdom called Spain. She is entitled to use that rights when you are outside me. I'm just married to her. I carry an Indian passport. Many nations, they welcome her with a smile and they look at me. Why are you here? When are you going to go? How long? My son got a six-month stamp on the U.S. visa and they gave me three months. And he's only three years old. How is he going to survive in States without his daddy? Hello? Because it tells me that I am not part of the kingdom. You can be married. You can drink. You can kiss. You can hug. more, more, But that doesn't cut it. That's why many people, I don't know if it's written here, outside the kingdom people talk about finances, health and prosperity. Listen, if your church addresses only these four, that tells the church is not walking in the kingdom. But inside the kingdom, 
Jesus never preached prosperity. Have you ever read the Bible? Jesus never preached about prosperity. Jesus never even mentioned this. If you do this, the five steps, seven steps, the 21 irrefutable. He never mentioned all of those. What he said? He preached prosperity. He never preached prosperity because prosperity is part of the kingdom. That's why Jesus preached the kingdom of God. He mentioned every time about the kingdom of God. He said, when you want to, how to pray? Because these guys were so messed up, tied up, oppressed. And then Jesus was telling them, hey, you want to pray? Pray like this. My your father is in heaven. Hallowed be your name. What is hallowed? Respect. The first thing is you're not alone. Second thing, you give respect to whom it's due. And then he says, pray like this. Pray this kingdom come on earth. As it is in heaven. Wow. He never said. Pray that the Romans will run away. Because that was the Roman time. He never said. Pray that you will be like. You know. These disciples were like. Went to your village. And then. These guys. Were not respected. They came to Jesus. Jesus. Did we call legions. To come and burn the city. Hello. Hello. We have that still. That mentality. You rejected me. The Lord is going to meet you. In Tamil, it's even sweeter. Kartaruni Sandipar. That's a religious mind. But Jesus said, you know what? Pray. The kingdom come. You see, to kick darkness out, you don't need to look at the darkness. Turn the light on. That's it. What is light? Lights bring revelation. What is salt? Salt brings preservation. Hello? These are the two metaphors Jesus used. You are the salt, you are the light. Light brings clarity. When you are the kingdom person, you go around you, there is clarity, no confusion. When you are the kingdom person, you enhance flavor, you add beauty, you discover the beauty. That's who you are. Not like rubbing people's wound and say, look, I found the fault in you. Hello? Okay. Let's quickly go because John 6.35... There was something beautiful that Old Testament reveals about New Testament. Old Testament is New Testament concealed. New Testament is Old Testament revealed. You might have heard this. Say this after me. Old Testament is New Testament concealed. New Testament is Old Testament revealed. So Old and New Testament never contradict one another. People say, I'm more on the new side. Old side... Mm, it's not. I mean, of course, I'm so glad we are on the new side because my goodness, to be circumcised, I don't want to be part of that. That too, when you are older, hello, you remember David was asked to bring 104 skins? I'm so glad I'm on the new side. You understand? Imagine my father-in-law would have said, you want to marry my daughter? 104 skins. Thank God, man, where in the world I will go and search for those? So beautiful, I'm on the new side. The point is this, so beautiful. The Old Testament and New Testament never contradict, they complement one another. So one of the things that in the Old Testament, it's in the book of Genesis, I want to read this passage from chapter 14, verse 17 to 20. There's a priest called Melchizedek. I may be pronouncing differently, but this is a priest, doesn't have a father, mother, he doesn't have any origin. You might have heard about him. And he was actually referred as a chief high priest. And in Hebrews, the author says, Jesus is like a chief high priest who is after the order of Melchizedek. So I'll tie this knot together. Bear with me, don't lose me here. So the first 
verse that I want to read is Genesis chapter 4, 14, 17 to 20. If you have your Bible, you can open this and you can read it for yourself. Melchizedek offered bread and wine to Abraham, who is the father of all nations. He was called the man of faith. After Abraham returned from defeating Keldomor and the kings allied with him, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Sheveth, that is the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, Salem means peace, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of God most high and he blessed Abraham. That time his name was even not changed, saying, Blessed be Abraham by God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God most high, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abraham gave tenth of everything. Couple of metaphors here. Here there is a symbolic act. Many scholars believe Melchizedek is the form of Jesus. Okay, many believe that and many scholars agree that Jesus did a shadow which is actually in the New Testament he was personified as a real person. So here Melchizedek is offering what? Bread and wine. Okay, few thousands of years later Jesus, what did he say? Uh, John 6.35 he says I am the bread of life whoever comes to me will never go hungry whoever believes in me will never be thirsty and then he was talking to the Samaritan lady on John chapter 4 he was saying the water that you drink you will never be thirsty and she was like give me that water I've been thirsty all my life and then 700 years before Jesus came Isaiah prophecies and says in 5.55 he says those who are hungry, those who are thirsty, come and drink the water freely. Okay? Now I'm going to tie it all together. Here, there is a shadow. Says, bringing to Abraham. Here, Jesus, who said, I was before Abraham. And he was talking to those people in faith. Abraham is called a man of faith. Jesus was saying, if you want to be part of the kingdom, believe in what I have done. The finished work on the cross. So, this bread and wine is offered to whom? For those who are in faith. So, Jesus opened that cup and said, this is my blood, drink it. What he is trying to do? He was trying to offer to everyone who says, I trust in the work you have done. You understand what I am saying? In the Old Testament, all we see is a shadow that Melchizedek offering to Abraham. But in the New Testament, Jesus is offering not just the Abraham Jewish because God, that's, that's the mistake many Christians believe that Abraham, out of that only Christians came. No, out of that many nations came. That means you and me can be grafted in into this Abrahamic covenant just because your faith in him who paid the price. Wow! That means it comes to this bottom line question, Isaiah 55. This is what you can write it down. Who is your daily bread? Okay, listen. Here, Melchizedek offering a bread and wine to Abraham, who is a man of faith. Jesus offers bread and wine to his disciples, the followers who believe in him. Okay, now my question is, 2,000 years later, you and me, who is your daily bread? Are you looking at Jesus for what you can get out of him or are you including Jesus because without him you can't build his kingdom? The question is this, that Jesus offers himself to everyone who puts his trust in him. When you have Jesus, you have the kingdom. When you have the kingdom, you have everything. That's my point. 
Here it's a shadow. Melchizedek was just offering to Abraham. But there it's personified by the person of Jesus to everyone who trusts in him. You see, there are people who come to church because they want something materially. People say, you might have heard the statement, don't look at his hands, look at his face. I don't have a problem if you look at his hands. Just change your focus a little bit, look at his face. Amen? So my question is this, is Jesus your daily bread in every area of your life? Automatically, by default, we are taught in Christianity to say yes. But I'm going to give you a self-test. This is a self-test. This five test will ask you who is in charge in your life. Is God is in charge or you are in charge? The first one, okay, before we go into that, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything will be added to you. This verse is overquoted. It doesn't even understand anymore because it stays here. You know, if you keep on saying the same thing over and over, you kind of come, it's a numbed in your in your senses and you just don't lose you don't have the value for it and that's what we're going to look at it if what is really means seek seek basically means pursue after you know there are single guys who got married i know here in papa's house they pursued after they shared stories i am in love with this girl i am praying for this person there are oppositions but i'm trusting the holy spirit because he spoke to me about this person hello that's pursue. You don't say, I'm just going to wait. She's going to open the door and say, hola. <laughs> if that's, that's only in that stupid Bollywood. Hello. Bollywood includes Tollywood, Mollywood, Collywood, all the woods. That's why a lot of dances in the woods. Anyway, very bad pun. Okay. So, do you allow Jesus to be the first in every area of life? I'm going to take the word first. And then I'm going to put it in, break it up in places where is Jesus your daily bread in all these five areas? Let's go quickly and then we will talk about it. The first one, who is in charge of your first? When it comes about first, is God first in your finances? Do you honor him? Do you give him the first fruits or leftovers? You see, the world says, get all you can, can all you get, sit on the can. Kingdom says the first fruits. You know the reason why God honors the first fruits when you give God the first fruits? It just tells God that you acknowledge everything you have belongs to Him. Wow. When you give 10%, it's not being legalistic. When you give 10%, you're actually giving God an access to bless the 90%. Do we honor him in the first fruits? That means left. What is leftover? The world says when you get a salary, when you get your whatever, first thing go enjoy, majagarna. Just go enjoy, spend your life, just spoil it yourself. Then if you have anything left, pay your rent because you gotta live there to have your fun, and then you can just do whatever you want. Just buy your fill your wants. Wants or needs are two different things. You may be needing a Toyota car, but your want says, I need Ferrari. Hello? When you pray for your wants, God will always meet your needs. Hello? Why are you so quiet? Shake it up a little bit. Amen? This is the reality, you know? That's the third one you do. You spend it all on yourself, and then you just go and do all your wants, and then if there is anything left over, you just throw it on the offering box. 
And then comes the saving. The average Spanish saves 12% every month. Average German saves 14% every month. And average American spends 4% more than their income. Hello? We are bought into this over-materialized capitalistic culture. All through this road in Gandhi Road, you will see EMI, easy monthly installment. How many of you fall into this EMI and you felt it's no more easy? Hello? What they say, you enjoy now, pay later. What kingdom says, you pay now, enjoy later. I say no to the lesser so I can say yes to the superior. That's why I say to the single girls and single guys, don't get physical. Why? Because once you get physical, you are fallen into the trap. Me and my wife, we never slept before we got married. Why? Because we want to honor the king of glory who resides in us. Hello? This subject of sex is a big thing in the church. We don't even honor, talk about it. We just hide it in the carpet, even though India doesn't have carpet. <laughs> there is an invisible carpet. Everybody hides it in. Oh, just pray. No, prayer works some places. There are sometimes God has given you common sense. That's why common sense is not a common practice. Hello? How many of you did says, you know that when you get out of the restroom, you have to wash your hands? How many we really do? Okay, you don't need to confess it to me. Okay, I'm not your Pope, okay? Sorry. It's just common practice. It's common sense is not a common practice. So that's why we have no power to really witness the church, to witness the world. Why? Because we are messed up, more depressed. Some people in church are more depressed than the ones outside the church. I prophesy over each and every one of you, you will live the most joyful, contagious life that people around you will say, what the heck you are smoking? What's going on? And you could be able to say, the one, the, I'm, I'm high on Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Number two, interest. Hobbies. What does that mean? The Bible says when they wanted to become a king, they wanted a king. They said, don't multiply uh, gold, horses, and wives. What is gold? Money. Horses, power. That's why still we have horse power. And the wives, which is in sexual immorality. These three things still haunts many leaders. Either they fall into the immorality or become abusive over their leadership or they get messed up in their finances. We show this offering list. Why? It's not to, you know, it's not because it's very little. One day this is going to have millions and millions because we are trusting the Holy Spirit. We will send missionaries from Papa's house to first world nations like Luxembourg. Amen. Amen. Fully paid. It's going to come. India is no more a beggar country. Amen. 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 Hold someone's hand and say, you are not born in a beggar country. You are born in the kingdom country. That's who you are. This is who you are. Because God has called you to live like that. But if you start believing that, it will happen. We are putting away the tithe. Whatever you give, we are putting away the tithe. And we are going to go and bless some ministry here. There is a church, no roof actually. I went to the village, I saw. We are going to take all the tithe of this 10%. We are going to go and build. We are going to do that. Why? Because kingdom always restores the citizens Status. Hello? Amen? So what is your first 
Are you giving God the in charge of your hobbies, your your desires, your interest? You know how many times we sit late and watch our football game? Tonight is the finals. Hello, I'm praying for Croatia, brother. <laughs> Viva la France. All those things, beautiful. I'm going to stay awake also. I'm on the train tonight. I'm going to teach in Cochin. So, uh, but anyway, but this is the thing. We are so excited about those things. But do we get excited to come to the house of the Lord? Don't answer to me. That's just. Do we get excited to read the Bible? How are we excited to seek his face? You know, Facebook doesn't cut it. But you got to seek his face, read his book. God wants to say what's up every morning. This is the desire. And when it comes to prayer, one person said to me, whenever I open the Bible, brother, divine sleep is coming. (laughs) It's amazing how the Lord blessed me with the word. Ask yourself. We get so pumped up. You know, when CSK was playing, Chennai Super Kings, they were suspended for two years and then they came on the match. My goodness, I was pumped up. I was looking at the screen, la shakam mandala. You know, because my team is on the game, man, on board, back again. Champions. But the same excitement, that's what David says. When they told me, let us go to the house of the Lord, I was glad. Do you come? Because it's Sunday, I have to tick it up, otherwise my tire is going to be flat. We are living outside the kingdom. If you're inside the kingdom, it's a privilege. It's not an entitlement, it's a privilege. Think about it. This is a self-test, okay? That's why I didn't want to, you know, bring any condemnation or whatever, which we don't do this here in Papa's house. Third one, relationships, intimacy. How are your fantasies, thought life, flirtations? Hello? This is very important, especially the culture where we live in. Everything, to sell a stupid motorbike, you need a girl in a bikini. She has never, no clue how to drive that bike, but she stands there. Come on, let's get a, get a break in life. You know, there's such a thing called, Bible says, he was bruised for our iniquities and then punished for our transgressions. Iniquities and transgressions are two different things. Iniquities, inward motivations. Transgressions is external actions. So, for example, I can be married, I have a ring, I say kumbaya, but when I see an opposite sex, what's the thought life going in my life? I have given permission to my wife to ask me, when there was, when we go to a beach in Spain, oh Lord Jesus, have mercy. I always, she, she is, what are you looking? I said, nothing, heaven. Where does my help comes from? My help comes from the Lord. <laughs> Hello? Why? Because I have given permission. I can be straight there. Nothing, brother. I am having Holy Ghost in me. Yo, that's all true. Hello? Listen to me. Write down this principle. You will always tolerate what you don't confront. The more you tolerate, you have no strength to confront that. Because it's like, everybody does that. I am also doing it. Hello? No. I am a kingdom citizen. I am going to speak truth. That's why in Papa's house, we, we still very friendly, but we keep the distance between man and woman. We don't give them a hug or whatever. Why? Because we just don't want to create a culture where people outside look at us and say, look, 
they everything now it's a sentence now western culture came spoiled us have you heard that it's not all the crap from the western culture sometimes it's there inside but we we just i'm not supporting for my you know rooting for my wife but this is the reality we have so much stuff going on we don't have a strength to confront and i never counsel opposite sex unless otherwise in the presence of someone why because it's not right you look at the statistics most counselors sleep with their clients in the secular world that's how it is why because you become vulnerable you know you're exposed and the only thing that happens is the brings that that soothing that false comfort is sex we got to address about this that's why i i put down here what's your fantasies are how is your thought life you be work with opposite i'm not saying you have to close your eyes and get stumble no but what's your mind going on after are you renewing the mind the old religion says empty your mind but christ says fill your mind renew your mind amen number 4 are you guys okay okay schedules agenda what's your priority you know is god your priority is god your number one of course we say yes if that's the case how do you honor him what's the priority in your life like where you would like to see from 10 years now you say i'm 41 years old last 10 years god said you will be my ambassador to the nations so when i was in kuwait it was my 52nd nation so that was 5 years ago in the last 10 years god took me to 109 countries now he said you put stay put here i'm going to still take you but i want you to be my agent of hope to the city of bellur so if we don't know where we are going we will always be drifted by everybody else ask the holy spirit where you want to go the next 10 years god what do you have agenda it's is there something that i have to contribute into the welfare of this city of this nation see you are not an accident random picked what's your priority write it down speak it out the best way to find out your purpose is to ask god what are the desires that's burning in and you write down write down everything i like hiking it doesn't mean all the spiritual stuff write down everything it come three four pages and then you will see a common thread will come and you will find out this is something burning in and you will always not have one you'll have two or three see i love traveling but i also love teaching the fivefold ministry apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers this all are there in everyone but in different order see i'm more a pioneer but also more a teacher i love to explain the word of god in practical ways but also god uses me in a prophetic way my order is different don't compare and compete one another's order celebrate your own order amen Amen. The reason we compare is, oh, I want to be an apostle. I want to be like this. Come on, titles doesn't matter. Outside the kingdom only you need titles. Inside the kingdom you are a kingdom citizen. You already have the rights. Hello. Okay. The last but not the least, troubles or circumstances. Are you going to God about people? Are you going to people about God? This is a big thing. this is where every relationship challenges happens when something goes wrong we immediately run to people look what god is doing in my life look what others doing in my life and in christianity we have taught not to gossip but we are taught how to share prayer requests so nobody gossips but they will say one prayer request brother hello 
Run to God when you have trouble. Don't run to people. Listen to me. People will always fail. But God never fails. I have noticed that in all my life. People said, I will do this. I will support your ministry. You write to them. You call them. This telephone number does not exist. (laughs) But God always is faithful. we, We came here with two suitcases. The first Papa's house, we started four years ago. Louis was there with us. We had a massive crowd. Sometimes you would have 80 people. We would have people come. You know, all of them are shut down. Boom. Nothing. Because there was persecution. We came to a standstill. Louis used to come to our home church. We would sit there. Just that time, Asha was not even born. It's me, my wife, Isaac in the baby chair, and Louis. One year later, look where God has brought us. But this is not the end. The king of glory will wipe the city of Velour from all its filthiness and he is going to be exalted. I'm not praying for a big church. I'm praying that city will be visited by the king of glory. That means so many people need to know the love of the Father. This morning, was this worship manufactured? No. It's the divine connection. Imagine that we take and we go everywhere, bring the kingdom citizen. Truly, this city is going to be a model city. It's going to create a dominoes effect. God of Vellur can do it in God of Ranchi. God of Vellur can do it in God of in the, in the city of Kochi. It can create a dominoes effect, but that comes with an expectancy. We have to have expectancy that God is going to show up, but we have to be prepared. That's why I have this list. Do we honor Him? Do we give Him the leftovers? Not just the money, the time. Sometimes. This happened to me as a minister. Uh, we go and teach in some place. I'm worn out. And when I come, I have zero energy to give to my wife and kids. So all my emotions, my soul became so weak. My spirit is willing, my soul. You know the soul is emotions, will, and, and the choices you make. And the mind. My soul has become so weak. And you know what? I confess this. I have given so many times leftovers to my family. And one day the Holy Spirit said, Charles... Your ministry doesn't start anywhere else. It's here. So I put breaks now. If I know my soul is getting tired, I will just leave. Why? Because there is always second time to do what the ministry God has given you. But the family, there is no second family. So many pastors give out everything. They go home, nothing to offer. Wife is depressed. Kids doesn't know the father. Hello? I don't want that mistake. I'm just a new father. Just last five years ago, I became a father. I want to learn. And some of you are going to be a father very soon. And you're going to be the father to the fatherless. Listen, we can never do ministry on the altar of our family. Never. Never. It's never bring glory to God. You know, Jesus had this beautiful cycle, circle. Danny Silk in his book, Culture of Honor, he says, the first circle is he and God. The second circle is he and his three disciples who are close. The third one, the twelve. The fifth one is the seventy. And the sixth one, he healed everybody. And the seventh one was maybe Satan on the hill trying to tempt him. That's how it should be. You and God, not even your wife in your circle. The second circle is you and your wife, not the children. That's a very mistake we do in the Indian culture. We put our children. That's why husband and wife don't even know what to do after the children leave their nest. Because it became very platonic, the relationship. 
we can change this. It starts with us. Amen. I have a beautiful prophetic statement here. We're going to declare this. I want all of you to stand up. And I want you to mean it when you read this. There's only five. You're going to, you know, declare this. Okay, number one. Let's read it together. I declare Jesus will be honored in every area of my finances. All I have belongs to him. He owes me nothing. I can never outgive God. Number two. I declare my number one goal in life is to experience God and express his love to the nations. Dr. E. Stanley Jones, he said this. The two goal in life is to experience and to express. You can't express what you have not experienced. That's why we gather. Sunday service, we experience. The rest of the days, we express. Infect people with God's love. Amen. Number three. I declare, I'm not going to give leftovers, but the best of everything to God. Best of my time, best of my money, best of my relationship, best of my mind, and best of my health. Number four, I declare that even when life sucks, what I go through is temporary, it's not permanent. I will overcome and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of living. Isn't it beautiful? How many times your life sucked? Any honest answer? Okay, thank you so much at the back. My life sucked so many times. You feel like, wow, where is God? You don't feel so dry. But in the midst of that, I know this is not my permanent place. Amen? Last month was one of the driest months for us financially. But the Holy Spirit provided in supernatural ways that we could never even imagine. Imagine. I tell you. Amazing. Okay, last but not the least. I declare I will pour gasoline over my dreams and water over my fears so people around me will witness the hand of the Lord and glorify God. Gasoline. Connect with people of like-minded. Don't connect with depressed people. You will go more depressed. Hello, I'm not saying you should not love them. You should love them. But who is in your inner circle? I am very picky to pull people inside my inner circle. Why? Because I know that spirit has a contagious attitude towards my spirit. So I'm very picky. But I love, I'm friendly, I'm humorous, I make jokes, crack. But in my circle, inner circle, very few handful. If you go to my Facebook, I have tons of people following. But very few hand left over. That's why my inner circle. Why? My soul, I have to guard it. Don't put Osama bin Laden inside your circle. Explosion happens. Amen. Let's read this one more time. I declare Jesus will be honored in the area of my finances. All I have belongs to him. He owes me nothing. I can never outgive God. I declare my number one goal in life is to experience God and express his love to the nations. I declare I'm not going to give leftovers, but the best of everything to God. Best of my time, best of my money, best of my relationships, best of my mind, and best of my health. I declare that even when life sucks, what I go through is temporary. It's not permanent. I will overcome and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I declare I will pour gasoline over my dreams and water over my fears so people around me will witness the hand of the Lord and glorify God. Let's give a big hand to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit.